0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hangar, and let me tell you, this intro has been the devil's work. We're on take. I don't even know if there's a number to count exactly how many takes we've done, but three. We've put no, no, no. no. <laughs> Three's way, the number. Three, way, way like more 100. than that. Yes, thank you. But we're actually starting the episode now. 100%. At this very moment in time, the one that I'm currently... Although technically, we're always in the past. Because you just broke the barrier. Did sound sound... you see that? He had to correct yeah, yeah, yeah. himself. No, no, no. That's not even what I was going to say. I was going to get all <laughs> scientific.
1: Oh, you made the mistake, man. You're always accusing us of breaking the, the barrier, referencing the hangar, when it's supposed to be. And you were like going into this time-space continuum thing, and you, you messed up.
2: Whenever we get into these like opening segments of the podcast. Every time I listen back to it, I realize how poorly timed I am with my... <laughs> yeah, because what just happened is
1: Chase and I were going about 65, 67 miles an hour. You pulled into the conversation at six.
0: <laughs> no, i going off the exit, tootling along in an old Volkswagen.
1: He's the guy like, okay, you're going to speed up if you're going to try to merge or just like, don't take the interstate.
2: I'm the guy that sits there at the merge like... Waiting, trying to figure out just what blink, to do. the blinker's on. And, I just, and everybody behind me is pissed off honking the horn because I can't figure out where the hell I'm at.
0: <laughs> that, that's my in a nutshell. I'm not bleeping that
1: one. That is tired in a nutshell. Yeah, you're tired I thought
2: of... we've determined that I didn't have to be bleeped when I said hell.
1: Well, I think it, it's kind of based on how you use it. But regardless, Chase just protested and said that he's not going to do it, which leads us into our topic today, opposition.
0: Mm. you're welcome i'm always so good at segues you're thank welcome. goodness for me
1: <laughs> speaking of segues did you guys know that i'm kidding i'm kidding i am kidding did you know ball there
0: are there ball. are many segues there are many segues and the the handle is on your shins like for smaller people
2: uh oh i thought you said many segues like no, no, much
0: it, m-i-n-i yeah, yeah. Okay, if
1: we keep talking this way, I'm going to have to redo my segue. So let's get back to the topic. Well, I'm not opposed
0: to you doing it again, Ben.
1: (laughs) Speaking of opposed. Oh, man. Well, here's how this episode got started. We were actually sitting in the office today discussing opposition and conflict and trying to figure out the difference between the two and the fact that men are going to have opposition in their life and realizing, I think, talking uh, among a couple of us, actually, a, a fellow hangar man was here in the office with us. We we kind of stumbled on the fact that opposition kind of has a bad reputation, wouldn't you say?
2: Yeah, for sure. I think you uh, missed the part, or let's be honest, it's a very very good chance I missed the part that you said. But like we were actually in process of dealing with opposition, right? Like generally, not just like specifically, but we were generally talking about current oppositions that we were facing and how we deal with them, which is what sparked the idea to come on here and talk about opposition.
1: Yes, because w- w- as we started rolling through it, we, we actually realized, which there's probably a lesson in and of itself there— but we realized that in our efforts to reach men and to develop develop the hangar, we rolled back over about a month and a half, and we started to realize collectively we have been facing some real opposition in trying to reach into the stories of men, to get the hearts of men, to introduce them to Jesus. We've just been facing some opposition. The interesting thing for me in that conversation was realizing I've been going from one thing to the next to the next, feeling that opposition and mostly just returning anger towards that opposition. And it it feels a little bit like I've just been treading water. So we decided today to kind of kick this around and say, all right, what what do we do about this? Because the general premise that you brought up, Mo, was every man, no matter his position with Jesus, every man living his life is going to face opposition. It's just a part of life and we have to know what to do about it.
2: Yeah, I like how you said no matter his position with Jesus, <laughs> um, so, because that, that kind of makes it so that whatever we talk about today, whatever conclusions we come to, which I think is beautiful, the fact that we were in the middle of discussing how to deal with opposition, and we literally almost said, let's stop dealing with opposition and let's do it on the microphone.
1: Yes, well, that was after we spent about 45 minutes talking about what else we could talk about other than opposition. And I think that was a tell for us that it's a it's an intimidating topic, which we have learned over time to really, really lean into discussing because we believe that the guys that are listening to this podcast are really looking for a lifeline in the really important things that are, that are going on in their lives. And a lot of our lives are sideways. I mean, there's a, a small percentage of perfect men out there that have it all together. There. are uh, but the larger percentage of us are really trying to figure some things out. And opposition, based on what we have discussed today, has to be one of those big things. And we would be incorrect to say that the only people facing opposition, the only men facing opposition, are the men who are following Jesus. Then we have really, really reduced the population that we're addressing here. And I think, but men both inside and outside of the church have to learn how to deal with this correctly. And if we do, then I think we'll get closer to exactly the life that we we've been designed to live. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to agreeing with you right there. <laughs> Chase is going to make the opposition joke <laughs> all episode. I'm okay with that. It's funny. It's going to be funny today, right? Yeah, it could be a funny day. I'm not opposed to With a to very you. good topic. Yeah, I'm not opposed to you having the opposition joke for the rest of the I episode. I would not
0: conflict your purpose and your point right there.
1: <laughs> so you've just heard an example of how not to deal with the opposition. <laughs> I think it's interesting, though. I, I want to make a distinction. I don't know if I'm right about this, but I want to make a distinction between conflict and and opposition. Something about those words just feels different to me.
0: One sounds more mature somehow.
1: Yeah, but I mean, other than that, yeah, true. I mean, I'm going to sound more well, like, mature, well, like the de-
0: the definition of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like one sounds like it has a little more maturity behind the use of the word. If that makes sense. Kind of. Tell me what you mean. Yeah,
2: please explain.
0: Well, like I feel, I feel like conflict seems like. Uh, A lot more minor opposition seems like a bolder, a bolder way of going about it. Like I face opposition in like the bigger battles of my life. Conflict seems like little minute battles that are kind of ancillary. I may be wrong there. So just my my gut reaction.
1: Ancillary, big word there. I'm a little. I may be a little bit out of my league in addressing that comment. But I I feel like what you're saying is conflict is. Okay, should I watch Game of Thrones or should I watch like that's conflict. Right. Opposition is I'm trying to do something in my life and there's some serious stuff going on that feels like it's against me. Right. That's opposition for you. So, uh yeah, I kind of I see that what you're saying and I don't disagree with you, but for me it's like Opposition uh, conflict is a little bit internal or petty. Maybe I'm agreeing with you. Conflict feels a little bit petty. Opposition is like, whoa, this is serious stuff, and we we need to figure out how to deal with it. Do you see the distinction, Mo?
2: Yeah, I'm thinking through what I how I see they they differ because they do differ. Uh, my my understanding would be that conflict is a result of opposition, so it's two op- two opposing views meeting in response to those opposing views, results in conflict. So conflict would be the friction of two opposing uh, bodies.
1: I see that, and that makes a lot of sense. I guess what I'm trying to pull out to, to make a, um, a distinguishing mark here is that so many guys are involved in conflict over petty stuff. Uh, and they're not realizing you're, what you're really facing here is opposition. Like for me, I'm just gonna go into this for me personally. When I start getting involved in conflict, I just get totally immersed in these little small parts of the conflict that's going on. What I, what I don't face correctly is that there's something larger happening, and that it's opposition. So I can I can get cross with my spouse or my kids or you know all those examples we always give, and we can talk for probably hours about what they said or what he said or what she said not in the funny sense, like what she said in a conflict, and we're not really dealing with the larger issue at hand. And I, I think that's kind of in your, in your definition too. So we've put out there this premise today that every man's going to face opposition. I think we have to discuss, for the sake of our listeners, is that actually true? Both men who are following Jesus and men who are not following Jesus, they will face in their life opposition. Because there are some super nice guys out there that are disagreeing with us right now, although they're friendly in, in their disagreement. Some people would say, nah, I mean, I don't really deal with opposition much in my life.
2: Yeah, I'd call you either uh <laughs> I was just I'd call you either a liar or an idiot. Um and I hate Oh it. well. <laughs> oh okay, well thanks thanks for clearing that up. Yeah. Well I mean it's not it's just the the truth is com- I mean not conflict, sorry, opposition exists everywhere you go. Um, Many of us see our spouses, our wives as the opposing force in our lives. Or, um, did you see how that rhymed? I didn't even do that on purpose. It just happened. Uh, I'm sorry, I checked out. What were we talking about? (laughs) Um, The opposition being our wives or our bosses or, you know, I think, crap, man. Just take a few seconds and scroll through your Facebook feed. That's what you see is opposition leading to conflict of two opposing views that are leading to... to, I mean, you can't escape opposition. And it seems like anytime you get into any kind of situation where other people are present and you discuss anything that has weight or meaning to it at all at varying degrees or levels, you will find somebody with an opposing view willing to voice that opinion.
1: Yeah, so I agree with you. I think you've made a good case that we're going to face it. So my next question is, and these are just... Maybe this is just the, uh, the day of Ben's questions. It feels like I've been taught through the course of my life, and I've uh, admittedly grew up in the church, but it feels like I have been taught that it is our job to skirt away from opposition, that opposition is a bad thing. We don't need to cause it. We don't want to be the recipient of it. I mean, let's just make sure that everybody is, is getting along because if everyone's not getting along, then that's a very dangerous situation. So I don't, I don't know. Is that, has that been your experience that opposition is something to be avoided because it's
0: bad? Mine has been, uh, all opposition or conflict except physical you should try to shy away from. It. If it's physical, then your manhood's on the line and you need to punch the guy in the freaking no face. No kidding, that's
1: amazing. That's how you. That's what you grew up understanding?
0: Oh, oh yeah, 1,000%. One, <laughs> 1,
1: <laughs> so anything other than just drawing a line in the sand, you right. need to stay away from. But if a guy calls you out to a physical conflict, you go for it. Yep wow i'm not I mean,
0: saying i still agree with that because there's plenty of fights that i haven't taken <laughs> you yeah. know since seventh grade yeah but uh, yeah growing up that's what it that was That
1: probably i think listening to it that sounds like a very common approach You, know? it,
0: i think it's a very i this is just the world i live in but it's a it's at least a very southern approach i don't know how them yankees feel about it but yeah i
1: wasn't that way because i did not have the confidence that i could hold my own in a physical confrontation.
0: I'm not saying I was good at fighting. This is just what I was taught. You
1: just had to show up and do it. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Mo? Like, you grew up in a very different area than either one of us. Was that the same temperature for you?
2: I would always get in trouble (laughs) because I was never afraid to voice my opposing view. So, I guess because I would always get in trouble for it, maybe you're right. I was supposed to, yeah, I'm supposed to just sit down be a good boy and go along with what everybody says. It's like... Crap. I don't know if, if I'm about to say something. Um that's how I feel about yeah So I'm sitting in a, uh, at oh, a the, sorry. Also the internal conflict. <laughs> yes, in yeah. all those noises were no. just should I say this or not? And then he um, decided yes. I'm yeah. looking at uh, I'm sitting there and I'm I'm at my my son's like kindergarten. Like ceremony at the end of the year, where they're graduating kindergarten, and I go to all these award ceremonies at the schools for my kids, and I'm watching all these students be called up and celebrated, and they talk about this and they talk about that, and this is how great they are, and they're rewarded for um, conformity instead of their own identity and being different. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I get what what I'm what I'm trying to say is the the thing that got me growing up was that grow being in school and being in society if you had a view that was different from everybody else's it wasn't welcome and you were not allowed to voice that opinion so opposition to the status quo was wrong and I still think that it's going on today
1: no absolutely you, you couldn't be more right about that I mean conformity and get in line that's not just a male issue i think it's a female issue because it's a societal issue because if everyone just conforms and get gets in line then we can control everyone but the point we're trying to make here today is that it is necessarily part of the masculine journey to stand for something and when you stand for something then you will face opposition So what we've figured out here today is that men who are facing opposition kind of have been conditioned to understand that that an opposing response means that the man has done something wrong. Let's just take this very practical. Let's say that a man, uh, comes, assuming that he has a family, that he's married... He has some sort of experience where he has a new realization about how his family should operate because things aren't going well. He makes a decision about that. He comes home. And he says, you know what? From from here on out, we're putting all of our devices in this shoebox when it's time to have dinner. Let's just go very basic here if, if you'll just entertain me on this. We're going to put all of our devices in this shoebox when it's dinner time, and we're actually going to have dinner. <laughs> it was very southern. When it's time to eat dinner, uh, we're going to sit down at the table, and we're going to to engage in conversation with each other because that's the right thing to do. I just feel like we need to take this step as a family. How's that going to go when that man makes that announcement? He's going to receive opposition. The the wife might not want to do it. The kids especially are not going to want to do it. And not only that, but he's going to get opposition. His uh, job is probably going to really start blowing him up at dinner time because we believe in that kind of stuff happening. Um, But the man, most men would think, well... I really took a stand for something I believe, but my wife didn't agree with it. My kids didn't really agree with it. I'm having trouble implementing it. This was probably just a bad idea. I'm receiving opposition, and that opposition I've been conditioned to understand means that I need to stop whatever it is I'm standing for. I mean, that, that sounds like a very average thing that happens to men all the time, doesn't it? But what we're saying today is, no, no, that that signal that's being sent to you, what you're experiencing as opposition, does not always mean That you are wrong. Would you guys agree with me on that? Uh, Yes. Sometimes you're receiving opposition because you are right. So, that begs the next question. How do you determine as a man, if you're standing for something, if you're standing for the principles for us, if we're standing for the principles of masculinity that we believe were displayed by Jesus while he was on earth, we're standing for that, and then we receive some opposition, how do we determine if that opposition is good or that opposition is bad? We can't just operate with a default that all opposition is bad, so we have to be able to figure out which is which. How do you do that?
2: I th- I wonder, as you were talking, I was wondering if, if opposition received is oftentimes something that you're doing right and opposition given is possibly, yeah, but that doesn't fit either. I was going to say it's possibly because you're thinking incorrectly, not giving uh, context a chance or whatever, giving the view a chance, but I guess that doesn't really fit Um, sorry, I'm trying to think through this verbally at the same time, but my, my thought is that when that's a hard answer, it's a hard question to answer. Yeah, How do you you're know proving when it's the point when it's bad?
1: Yes, right now you're proving the point. In that, and that and you we're doing this in a studio behind microphones amongst friends. Imagine men that are caught in the situation where they've taken a stand for something, anything. They took a stand for it, which is not not popular to do these days, but you take a stand for something.
0: <laughs> Chase is literally raising his hand. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh yes, Chase. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh are we talking specifically like in our masculine journey and like the the Jesus aspect of it?
1: No, I wanna have a much broader idea than that. Because, okay. Because I think what happens in these conversations is the Christians sit around and the Christians talk about, well I'm standing up for this particular Christian Christian value at my gym or with my family and, and other guys just can't connect to that because they're not at that place. So I think we do need to be honest and say at some point a man who is following Jesus is going to have to take a stand for some certain principles that are part of the Christian life but I mean even in a more, that's why I used the generic example of technology I just think that most men have been conditioned that when they are receiving opposition it means that they are doing something wrong and they need to correct and this is this is being learned by my seven-year-old son at the public schools right now if i take a stand for something or i'm opinionated about something they're going to move my clip down to a different color and until i correct and get in line as mo is pointing out then i don't get up to the right color it a lot of it works into discipline very early on in life but it's affecting us as adult men because i believe this is i think we need to cut to the chase here on this I believe that men have to stand up for things that they believe are right and when they do that when they receive opposition they need to be prepared to not be shaken by that opposition I'm not saying that you need to not listen to opposition you absolutely need to listen to it but then you have to figure out you have to decide is this opposition good for me to listen to or is it bad for me to listen to and I feel like that's where men are ill-equipped
2: I think you've brought some clarity <laughs> to uh to what I was hoping to say or what I was trying to say. Um I don't know that you can under that you can recognize whether or not the opposition is good or bad until you've been willing to listen to the opposition. So, standing up for what you believe in say I'm taking a stance on this. Um you know, I'm taking a stance on this specific issue whether it be technology, whatever. And I believe this wholeheartedly. And because I'm a man, I'm standing up for what I believe in. And I'm bringing myself to a place to where somebody is going to hear what I have to say. And you're not going to sway me left or right. And then when somebody's like, eh, I don't agree with that view. And they bring that up and the opposition comes. If you are positioning yourself, if you're taking a posture of humility and able to listen with actual open um, open arms, I guess, with the ability and the willingness to, to e- expect the possibility of you being able to learn something different than what you already know from what somebody else has to say, whether or not it's opposing, well, in spite of the fact that it's an opposing view, until you can get to that point and really take into what they have to say and compare it to the source of where you get your belief from, Then you won't be able to know whether or not you're in the right or in the wrong.
0: And I feel like just stacking on top of that, like you kind of said this, but like you can't feel threatened. Like your manhood can't feel threatened just because somebody doesn't agree with what you're saying, because that's what a boy does. A man is willing to listen because at the end of the day, there's still a chance that you're wrong. There is. that's the that's just the whole point of listening to what other people have to say because believe it or not there's other smart people out there <laughs> and then they have something good to teach you right so i, I that may be oversimplifying it, but it's kind of hard not to because otherwise it gets really heady because yes there's so so many variables yeah,
1: so now we're breaking it down to some really practical stuff, and this is I'm sure the the rest of the episode is going to be marked by this but The really practical thing is when you start to feel opposition come against you, for whatever thing it is, then you can't automatically assign it as a threat. You must be willing to listen to that opposition, which requires a few things. The first thing is you have to be settled with who you are as a man. That is a huge obstacle for most of us. You have to have enough self-regard that you can sit in an environment where you're being opposed and not literally come out guns blazing to try to figure out how to reduce the threat or kill the threat before you listen to it. So you listen to the threat. I think the main thing that stops the two main things that stop men from listening to that opposition having a learning posture. The first one is anger. Think about when people start opposing you what happens? You get pissed off as a man. I mean you can almost guarantee that's how it's going to go. The second layer of that after you calm down which may even take a few days in some circumstances then the pride's going to kick in which is what you're addressing Chase. Well there's no way that I'm actually wrong about this, and I'm going to think about all the ways that this other person or this other situation was actually wrong, and I'm actually right. Both of those things are only blocking you from learning maybe what this opposition was trying to teach you, because what we believe as hangermen is that God can work even in an unhealthy opposition. Unhealthy opposition comes into your life. Well, God can use that to teach you some things, but it's not going to happen if you're angry or if you're full of pride. So we've we've really reduced the threat of opposition. How do I, as a hangerman, discern, which I know is a bad word, but how do I decide, how do I figure out if this is good opposition or bad opposition? What's that process look like? Because I'm not even sure that I know.
0: I don't have a lot to say, but I think a lot of it comes down to what your position is rooted in like it, it's easy that's why i was asking that the jesus side of it earlier because like that's an easy answer it's like it just means you got to know you know where your truths are kind of well where do, what's the fact that they stand on like it is it biblical etc but we
1: Well, I think you shouldn't be uh, stuttering over that fact. I think it's a good one to bring up. No, I
0: know, but your caveat was what about the guys that aren't on the Jesus train yet?
1: Okay, so let's break it down to where it's not just talking about Jesus or the Bible. This is something that I've been saying a lot lately that I very firmly believe in. If you are experiencing opposition to your position, then you need to be able to say, I have an external source of authority based on this position. That doesn't have to be Jesus for some men it's just other men their community of men that they've been talking with and I've already run this by some other people and it's been tested and I know that it is the right position an external source of authority can be a huge help when you're going when you're having uh, opposition in your life
2: Yeah we are <clears throat> I think like wandering on to some very heavy philosophical uh, issues that have been in debate for a long time I mean I think ultimately whether your definition or whether your measure of morality comes from the Bible or not most of what we're talking about people will uh find themselves in opposition for are issues of morality or issues of um you know human uh like uh, like social justice and stuff like that like we are all of these things are based off of an idea of morality an idea of um of what uh, a person's value and worth are and where you stand has to come from a place that defines those things that external that external that external uh <laughs> the external authority right source the the external authority that that you gather all of your belief system from so I mean ultimately the issue that we're having to call into space is anytime you find yourself under opposition it comes from a difference in view of morality at its root and that can go off into some different areas but it, it, it comes to the issue of morality and how you determine what is morally acceptable from a human being and what isn't what that source is that's where you have to stand so what i'm trying to
1: do this week right now though and i and i don't i'm not embarrassed by how difficult this topic is in fact i think it's only proving our point more but i'm trying to take the needle that you're saying is moving towards the ethereal and the philosophical and i'm trying to slam it all the way back down to the practical uh, because that's Frankly, that's what I see Jesus do all the time. So what I'm trying to bring it down to, though, is the men who are facing practical opposition. Well, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on your point, Mo, and that let's just talk about your journey of fitness that you've been on for a while now. You've experienced some opposition in that journey. It hasn't been a moral issue. You're just trying to make change in your life, and you're experiencing opposition in that. and you've kind of had to figure out, is this good opposition? Is this bad opposition? I think that's where most men are. Sure, there are men listening right now that are trying to live, uh, let's just say, a pure sexual life and they're experiencing opposition, temptation, they're they're wanting to look at pornography or they're getting hit on at the office or hitting on women at the office. There's that kind of opposition. Then there's just opposition to change. I'm going to be a particular type of person, and the people who are around you aren't used to that, and they're going to start opposing you. So what I'd like to do, just kind of wrapping up our episode or, or making a turn towards the end here, is to talk about practically how we, as individuals, as men, who are trying to be the best men that we we can possibly be how do we handle when we face opposition
2: what do we practically do i can answer <laughs> for myself and I, I don't know this is i've expressed to you before we started talking how difficult it is for me to say stuff like this because i feel like this is always my go-to and i'm a super holy guy or whatever but um the truth is i just i go back down to the source of my belief system. And even in that specific uh, instance, when you were talking about uh, my fitness journey and the opposition that I'm facing, which is mostly internal opposition, um, even the spiritual side of what I do is what helped me determine whether or not the opposition was good or bad. Um, I think opposition is always good in the sense that friction causes growth. You know what I mean? Um, you without opposition, without without the uh, strain, there is no growth. No no strength can be gained. So. Uh, personally, the way I do it is uh, I just go back and I, I research. So I, I I have a very clear system of, I guess, beliefs, if you will, in that um, I am confident that if I go to the Bible, I'm going to find the answer to what I'm looking for. I base my system of belief on what I understand from Scripture, um, and the what I understand from Scripture comes from in-depth study of it. Uh, because I just want to know the answers. And if I believe that that is my external source of authority, if that it is a God-inspired book uh, that is given to me so that I can find those answers in it, I'm going to go to that for my answers. And I'm going to do whatever study I have to do in order to find them. You know, And, uh, and so whenever I find myself being opposed, whatever it is, so if I'm standing up for an issue uh, and I find opposition, my go-to number one thing is actually to allow it to sink in and ask the question of myself, wait a minute, am i actually right in this? And when i when i when i come across the opposition and i i listen to the other side, i think, okay, am i right in being opposed to what that position is? If so, i need to make sure, i need to double check cuz if if i'm wrong, i want to be right. So I go in there and I give the ev- I take the evidence given, and I try to study the evidence and I look over it and I compare it to what I know of, um, of my position. And okay, wh- wh- when I come at the end of it after my study, is all right. Well, this holds water. This doesn't. So I'm still here, or um, or wait a minute. Maybe I need to make some adjustments to what I believe.
1: Two things I'm picking up on in your answer right there, and I think they're very uh, counter current masculine culture in the way that you described that answer one it was not emotionally driven Uh, i don't know if you intended to speak about it that way but you are not making a response to the opposition strictly out of emotion i'm not saying that opposition doesn't affect you emotionally but you're not responding out of emotion so that's different in the way that you're answering uh the other thing that's different is that it was a lengthy process And and I know this not just based on your answer, but watching you live as a man. So I'm filling in some stuff here listening to your answer. But you take time to figure these things out at an intellectual level. So I think calling men to think about how they are facing opposition is a lot of what we're doing here today. Take some time and think about it. I mean, we are not – think about watching the, the presidential debates. Can I bring that up? I'm doing this just for the sake of Chase, but oh, thank you, man. <laughs> think about watching the presidential bit. Every like I've got opposition, bam, I'm just going to make this emotional response and I'm going to say and I'm just gonna try to bury this opposition right now. But you're saying you take some time to think it out, you go to your belief system and that's another thing that I think men need to be challenged by that are listening to this. You need to be able to define your belief system. You need to know why you believe what you believe. You need to be able to attack this thing that people can come to you with. You just believe what you believe because it's what you were taught to believe. You've never investigated that. Man, a person, a man who hasn't investigated his belief system is very susceptible to being taken out by opposition.
2: Yeah, and I think I'd like to take it even a step further away from, because we talked about the guy who's maybe not found his authority in Scripture. One of the things that I, I avoid political conversations, one of the reasons why I av- avoid political conversations is because somebody will bring up a bill or some sort of law to be passed that will be talking about a specific issue. And they'll, they'll they'll say something. Can you believe this person's going to do that? And what they'll do is they'll quote some one liners that they read on Twitter or that they heard on a local news broadcast. Like probably 98% of the people will not go look the bill up, read the bill, see exactly what it has to say, exactly be, be completely informed about the decision that's going to be made so that they can form their opinion off of the decision. And I think that even that is 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 a, is an example of going back and taking the time to not respond um, emotionally. I mean, I, I go back to the Facebook thing. How many times have I seen somebody post something on Facebook about that, like a political issue or whatever, a law issue, and then they'll start quoting things that they've never even taken the time to research. So they're just talking about crap that they don't even really know what the hell they're talking about
1: so let me ask you this chase at what mo is, is bringing up here would you say it's acceptable from your point of view for me to decide this opposition is uninformed and because it's un- uninformed then it is not relevant can i make that decision
0: if it's uninformed yes with no no base yes absolutely
1: heck yeah so that's a little bit of a freeing thing because a lot of times you can tell you can pick up on this is just uninformed opposition. They don't what they're speaking about, they don't really know about, and I don't need to waste my time going to scripture and and thinking this out for the next 24 hours. It just it isn't relevant. I mean, I think a lot of guys need to hear that. You need to be able to say, "Nope, that's uninformed." But if you're taking that position to opposition in your life, you better be informed. Mm you better be informed about what you believe and why, how you're standing against that, that opposition. So I'll tell you what, what I do. I'm not as, uh, as studious as Mo in going to Scripture and taking time to study it out. And I don't know if it's just because I'm in a busy, uh, what I would say season, but what feels like a couple of years of my life, I just have to go to prayer in the rhythm of whatever's happening in my day. And uh, this is what the prayer sounds like. I, I talk directly to Jesus, and I say, Jesus, tell me what I need to keep. Tell me what I need to throw away, and give me the courage to do both, okay? So let's say that somebody comes at me with some opposition, and I hear it, then I take all of it in, every single bit of it, everything that is said, and I have a tendency to remember the most negative things, but I take everything that's said, and I say, Jesus... You help me figure out, because I can't do this by myself because I'm too mixed up and too broken of a man. You help me figure out what I need to keep, what I need to throw away, and give me the courage to do both of those things, to forget some things and to never forget other things. And this is every time I receive opposition, no matter who it's from. So the the conversational perspective with Jesus, that's my external source of authority, and that's how I access it.
2: You just out me.
1: (laughs) you're welcome I planned that for 30 minutes man I was just hoping you'd bring up the Bible you know? yeah
2: well I think I think that there's they don't have to be separate I mean I think when it comes down to it you are in the moment you're gonna have to do that I mean ultimately that is the power that God gave us through his Holy Spirit and he lives inside of us so that we can for those of us who are you know followers of Jesus um, we are we are wise to tap into uh, into the the fact that He brings us the ability to go straight to God, straight to Jesus, and talk to Him and say, Hey, look, uh, right now I'm feeling like I need to respond emotionally, but I need you to tell me where I need to stand and where I need to, to kind of pull back. And I think in so doing, uh, taking that a step further and saying, Okay, well, now that I've been able to get out of that situation without like causing heads to roll around the ground. Um, where do I need to go to find the answer for myself? That's the other thing. It's not about going and finding the answer so that I can rub it in the guy's face. It's myself. It's so I know where I stand so that when I stand for it, I can be reassured that, okay, yeah, I've got it.
1: So let's talk about the man. Cause we, man, we went super Jesus and super holy right there. And I, I'm not ashamed of that, but I do understand that for a lot of men, that's just not accessible just yet. So, what do you do for the person who's like, man, I I couldn't find the way around the Bible with with a gun to my head, and I certainly don't know how to talk to Jesus. But I am facing opposition in my life right now. What should I do? I think the 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 steps that that man needs to take. What I'm going to challenge that man to do who's listening right now is to replace Jesus with somebody. <laughs> To go outside of how you're thinking and how you're feeling. I'm not saying that that person is going to be right, but I do believe it's a good first step to find somebody that you respect in the way that they're living their life, the way that they're handling the type of situations that you're currently in or you've seen them handle it before, and you start talking to them about it. Sometimes you don't need to engage the opposition directly. What you need to do is engage the opposition indirectly because then you can make some internal adjustments before you get into a pretty heavy fight with opposition. So maybe you can't talk to Jesus because you haven't done that before and it just wigs you out. Okay, fine. Find somebody that you can talk to that's going to bring wisdom, it's going to bring clarity into the situation. And a lot of times, here's what happens in masculine conversations. The guy will say, I'm facing this opposition at work. The, The guy across the table or across the conversation says, man, I've been there, here's what I did. And then the other guy says, well, how'd you know to do that? And then they reference some book. I read this principle in this particular book here let me I'll give you a copy. I mean this, this is a masculine conversation that happens over and over and over again. So we're saying that there is obviously to us, the best way to handle opposition is spiritually. But even for men who don't we get looping back to the beginning of the conversation, even for men that don't feel like they have access to those particular things, there are things that they can do. So, uh, summarizing just our whole conversation here today, opposition is going to be a part of the masculine journey. And every opposition is an opportunity. To learn, and we need to implement a very solid plan no matter who we are, no matter where we are in our spiritual journey. We need to implement a very solid plan before it happens about how to deal with opposition.